Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Welcome everyone to a new episode. I hope you are having a great week so far. I hope you are enjoying the transition of the seasons from summer to fall and just enjoying the school year so far. I know I'm laughing because I'm looking at a pair of googly eyes on my microphone that my daughter has decided to decorate various things around the house. So I love when I'm walking into a room, I never know what is going to be looking at me. So that's my little um, entertainment for the day. So today I want to talk about something that might be relevant to some of you, especially because we are kind of at the beginning of a new school year. Some people may be new to homeschooling or may have just moved to a new area for the new school year. And I want to talk about homeschool mom tribes or a homeschool mom community. This can be a really tough topic for some people. It can be really challenging. With the new school year starting, there inevitably are always new moms that, and I'm going to say dads too, but typically it's more moms than dads, are joining in, joining in new activities, and this may be their very first year homeschooling. They may have older kids that they've pulled out of school, or they may have younger kids that they're just starting their homeschool journey. And they're trying to join into groups and activities that are already established. Now, I've been on both sides of this, and it's really hard on multiple levels. It's hard personally for us as adults, but it's also hard for our kids who may have an easy time of meeting people or may not, and may be really introverted and may not understand why you aren't going back to a group or an activity that they enjoyed, but you, for whatever reason, aren't comfortable going back to that group. So I wanted to share just a couple examples, just so you know that there are a variety of things that are are happening out there. I know a couple years ago when we had moved to a new state, so I was already homeschooling, but I was trying to find a homeschool tribe. And I had gone to this large group of homeschool moms and was trying to meet people. I'm fairly extroverted, so don't mind going up to people and chatting, but even though it's still not the most comfortable thing for me to do, I can still do that fairly easily. I sat in a group and started talking to a woman and the first words out of her mouth was asking me what church I attended. And we were new to this area and I said, we don't attend a church. And she literally turned her chair away from me and started talking to other people in the group, but her back was literally to me. I was floored. I was just shocked that this had happened. But you roll with it, you move on to a different group. But that really did happen, and that was something that I always remember and reminds me of how challenging it can be for people to break into a new group. Another thing in that same area, at that same time frame, was I was invited to an open gym kind of situation for homeschoolers. And I think we had to pay a few dollars per family, which I happily paid. And we went to, I think, three sessions. And it was like every Friday or maybe every other Friday. And we had gone, I had three kids. One was a toddler, but two were old enough to participate with some of the organized games they had. And it was like an email list that they would say, hey, it's coming up this 
this Friday and, you know, bring your $5 per family, whatever it might be. And we went, my kids had a good time. I talked to a few people and then I stopped getting the emails and I thought that was really strange. And so we just went to the, when I knew the next session was, and someone actually came to me and said, well, how did you learn about our group? And I said, well, somebody invited me from when I was at another event. And they said, well, do you attend our church? And I said, no. And they said, well, this is really just for people from our church. So I was like, again, like, wow, okay, that's fine. But it was really hard because my kids really enjoyed going. And I had to explain to them that we weren't welcome at that group. And it went, it got as bad as in the same community center that this open gym was. My daughter was taking a dance class and there was two of the moms that were part of this gym group that their daughters attended as well. And after that, I would drop off my daughter for dance and I would stay and they had just a hallway with chairs and such. And the two moms from this group literally would get up, walk to the other end of the hall and sit and chat but they would remove themselves from the area that I was. It was the most bizarre thing that I had ever experienced. And I was just, again, I was just shocked that this was going on, but that it just shows how, I guess, passionate people feel about their close-knit group and they don't want interlopers joining in, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. And the whole religious versus non-religious aspect of it is extremely real and extremely strong. Now, on the flip side of that, I was seven months pregnant with my number three child when I moved to Washington State. I knew no one there. We had no family, no friends. It was a work move. And I posted on a mothering forum trying to meet people in this area that we were moving to and someone graciously offered to meet me at a park obviously that's a safe thing to do we met at a park she had two kids that were similar ages to my older two and we hit it off we were we became friends and just you know six weeks later two week, two months later she, I had my baby and she w brought food for us she offered to watch my kids she offered to pick things up for us she was so helpful just such a wonderful, wonderful thing for someone to do that barely knew me. And we stayed long time friends and we are still friends today, like almost 15 years later. And she lives on the East Coast. I live on the West Coast, but we are still friendly. We still stay in touch via social media. We've watched our kids grow up and go to college. And it's just it's a beautiful thing. So it does it does work. I don't want to just share bad stories because there are some excellent examples of how wonderful relationships are formed. And on that same vein, another woman had brought um, curriculum to share at a meeting I went to that I was brand new to, a brand new homeschool group, and she was bringing curriculum just to share, to introduce to people, like if you're looking for handwriting, here's handwriting without tears, and here's how it works, that kind of thing. And I wanted to know more about it. I sent her an email she got back. We ended up emailing back and forth. We got our kids together for a play date and we became really good friends as well. And we are also still friends, even though she doesn't live near me. We've stayed friends again, almost 15 years. So there are really great examples too, but it is really 
challenging. It is really hard. We all want to think that we're pretty friendly and welcoming, but it can be really tough, not only welcoming new people, but for the new folks who are coming to feel comfortable joining in. Like I said, I was very fairly extroverted, but there's a lot of people that aren't and are really uncomfortable with just joining in a conversation or introducing themselves. And same goes for their kids. Obviously, some kids are really out there and boisterous and will jump right into a group and other kids will hold back and not want to join in for a while. So it's, again, challenging on both levels. So here's a few a few things to think about and why it can be really tough but necessary to kind of push on. So some things to think about. When there, are, there is a current group of friends, they are looking forward to getting together at events or field trips because they need adult interaction too. Like sometimes this may be their only adult interaction other than maybe their spouse or neighbors or something, but they're, they may be home all week with their kids doing, doing work. And so when they get together, they love their kids, of course, but they really want to get together with some adults to talk about adult kinds of things. So trying to welcome a new person can be really challenging because they need this time with friends and they aren't trying to be unfriendly, but rather they're just trying to kind of do some self-care. They're just trying to kind of look out for themselves and they really might have tunnel vision. They really may not notice that a new person is with the group. It's not any, it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of reality. So that's just something to kind of be aware of on both sides of the fence and to kind of take into consideration. And some people, like I said, are really introverted. They don't talk much or it's hard for them to join in. So it's hard knowing when to let someone hang back and kind of be on the edges of a group and kind of be observing and taking it all in and when to really engage them and try to get them to join in. Some may be there for their kids, but they really don't want to interact much and that's fine. But that's also hard to know when that's the case. I actually have a friend that she doesn't always like to interact with with the group, but her daughter does. So sometimes she comes for her daughter, but she'll actually pick up her chair and move far away from the group and work on her own thing because she really is introverted and that's just not her thing. And that's okay. And we are we know that about her and that's totally fine. But that's because we know about that. If someone else did it, we may not know. We may not know why they're doing it. We may not know if they are really just wanting to be separate. Maybe they are just having a bad day. Maybe they're just scared out of their minds and they don't know how to approach the group. It's, it's again, hard to know. Also, friendships are investments and it's an investment in time and energy and emotion. And sometimes people cannot be regular members of groups and they only show up to things once in a great while. But it's tough to know if they really want to join in and invest in a friendship like that or if they just want to take advantage of an occasional event and just leave it at that. Both options are totally fine, but it's sometimes a guessing game to kind of know what people are looking for. And it's kind of awkward to come out and ask because some people may not really know what they want yet or what they are needing. And let's face it, the elephant in the room, some people are just hard to take. Not everyone's personalities mesh. It's hard to balance being nice and really not wanting to be great friends with someone. 
but we also don't want to look mean or rude or callous, but it's a reality. It's there. You're not going to get along with everyone. And there are going to be some people that you just don't really want to be friendly with, but we can still be respectful and we can still basically meet them where they're at. So those are just kind of some awareness issues to be aware of. It's not necessarily anything we can fix or change, but it's more of just things to remember so that whether you are an established part of a group with people coming in or if you're a new person trying to approach a group, those are just things to keep in mind. Everyone wants to find their tribe of like-minded people that homeschool maybe in a similar way or have kids of a similar age or have similar values or interests It's a really tall order to fill, that is for sure. Some areas have lots of homeschoolers, so you can try out different groups to see what group might work, but other areas have very few options. And you may be the minority in a group that has all younger kids, and you have high schoolers, or it may be a very religious area and you're a secular homeschooler. It can be really, it can be really tough. And I think that's another reason why social media is so important, because when we don't have an in-person tribe, we can have sometimes an online tribe, a virtual tribe, and that can be just as valuable and just as important as one that's in person. So certainly don't discount that. If you're struggling and can't find an in-person group, look online, because that may be your saving grace of finding some some like-minded people and that can really offer support and resources and just a lot, a lot of peace of mind for where you're at. So I want to share a couple tips for you, though, for finding a new group if you are new to an area or new to homeschooling in your area. First of all, Google state homeschool groups. Most states will have at least one, if not more groups, and many of them will have a regional contact or even a list of regional groups or city groups to join. So start here and see which groups might be a potential match. Now, I know there are some states that might only have um, religious homeschool state groups, and that might not work for you, but it's still something to be aware of. I know I'm lucky in California, we have Um, a Christian homeschool group, we have a Muslim homeschool group, we have two secular large homeschool groups. We have a lot of state groups that are super helpful, tons of resources, and it's really, really a wonderful thing to have. But I know other states don't have as many resources, but it's a place to start. So next, check Facebook for local groups and state groups for that matter, but definitely local groups and ask around. So join especially county groups. A lot of, there will obviously be state groups, but there's also county groups or even city groups. So there's just so many options out there. I know even for me, I have state groups, I have county groups, I have regional like Southern California versus Northern California. I have city groups. I mean, there are so many groups out there on Facebook and some are super active and some not so much, but it's a a good place to look. Now, some of these groups are going to be like secret or private, so they're not necessarily searchable. But if you join a larger group, 
Typically you can ask for specific groups on there. Say that you're looking for a preschool group or a high school group or one about Charlotte Mason or Montessori or whatever you're looking for. And typically if you ask a few times, someone's gonna give you a reference. Somebody's gonna say, hey, I belong to this group, but it's private, let me give you an invite. So that's definitely something to check into. And there's also some huge groups like the C group, the Secular Eclectic Academic Facebook group, which is huge. It's actually worldwide. But that is a great group also because they have people from all over. And if you post, hey, I'm looking for somebody in the Tennessee area, can you give me some resources? I can almost guarantee you that people will post Tennessee Facebook groups for you and you will be able to hook up with some people. So definitely check out that group. I'll put a link in the show notes um, for that group. So once you find some of these groups or events or field trips, go to them, like give them a chance. Like you really need to go and you need to put yourself out there. It can be intimidating, it can be scary, but you really have got to do it. And if the first time you're not real sure about it, sometimes you need to give a group two, three times, four times, you need to try a couple times to really get a good feel for you and for your kids. Because some of these groups, like I said, like some of the tips that I said above, some of the awareness issues, they really may be invested in some mom time and not really realizing that there's some new people at the group. Because some groups are really big and may not, everybody may not know each other really well. And so they may not know when there's always new people at the group. So if you're not feeling welcomed and you're not comfortable just jumping into a conversation, give it a few times to kind of just feel it out, see who you talk to, see who looks familiar when you come back repeated times. Maybe even email the group coordinator, ask them for some information, some tips, and I'm sure that they are going to be willing to help you out. And you really have to be persistent. Like ask questions of people, like I said, the group coordinator or ask for some other people's email or their text. Ask questions about what's available in the area. Ask questions about what's available for the kids as far as classes versus other fun kinds of things versus um, things like local museums or zoos or things like that. There's oftentimes classes offered through those kinds of resources for homeschoolers. So ask as many questions as you can think of just to get a better sense of what's available around your area. And you really have got to be patient. It rarely happens overnight that you're going to just find the perfect match for a group. It's a wonderful unicorn kind of dream, but it's pretty rare. So not to be discouraging, but it can really take a year or sometimes more. And that's not to make you go, oh, Lord, I don't want to wait that long. But it's possible. I know the last move that we did from the Midwest to California, it took us about two years to find our tribe, which I know sounds like a crazy long time, but it's not like we were isolated that whole time. We were getting to know our neighbors and our neighborhood, and we were taking advantage of different things around the area. And that's what I would encourage you to do as well. Even though you may not find your group right off the bat, and you're going to keep plugging away, and you're going to keep searching, take advantage of just what you have in your area to to just kind of figure out what resources are around, whether that's museums or science centers or zoos or the beach, parks, um, natural areas, 
different classes, art classes, dance, sports, whatever it might be. Because that can take some time too, just to kind of figure out what's available in your area. So that's what we did. We did a lot of that in that kind of interim time before I kind of found a group. And I will say, we tried a couple different groups. We're, we're lucky here that we have what's called park days. And they're just organized kind of play groups for all ages. And they are usually held every week, sometimes every other week, but usually once a week. And I went to three different park days to kind of get a feel for the the moms that were attending and just to kind of see who was similar to me and which one my kids enjoyed. And there was one that I enjoyed. Like I thought the adults were were great. They were interesting, but my kids just did not mesh at all with the kids that were there for whatever reason. I can't even necessarily pinpoint why. This was many years ago, but they were just like, nope, we're not going back. That's okay. Like sometimes kids kids can will know. But then we kept plugging away and there was another group that we found and we went repeatedly. And I will totally admit, at first I felt like totally like an outsider. I didn't really do much talking. I would say hi to a few people and introduce myself, but I wasn't really, you know, engaging in the conversations because they were talking about things that were unfamiliar to me or people that were unfamiliar to me. But I kept going and I kept going and I went to some events and I went to a homeschool conference that I saw these people at and I went to on some field trips. And eventually you start to develop relationships with people. And now uh, a handful of those women from those groups are best friends. Like I can't imagine being on this journey now without them. And that's only been five years ago. So it hasn't been like a lifetime. Some of these people have been together since their kids were preschool or elementary school. And I've known them much shorter amount of time but we are no less friends like we they are my tribe they I spend time with them I've gone on road trips with them and we do mom's night out every month I mean all all those kinds of things are really important and really I think the key of why you need to kind of keep plugging it away to find a group of like-minded people that you're comfortable with and that your kids are comfortable with So even though it can be challenging and frustrating, don't give up. It's really important. And I really think that there is a group, there is a tribe out there for everyone. It just sometimes takes a while to find that. Hopefully it's in person because I think that's a wonderful thing. But even if it's online, that's great too. And you never know when you're going to get to meet people in person that you have developed a relationship with online. So there's always a hope. Keep plugging away. I know that you're going to find what you need out there. I hope you'll get in touch with me if you have any questions at Outside the Lines Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines Podcast and on Instagram, which is my favorite thing, which is Latte Books to Read, where I post books and different th- snapshots of our homeschool life. And I hope that you will find me on there and follow me. And I love checking out other people's Instagrams and seeing what they are up to as well. So until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.